Hey, potential podcast listeners. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment. And although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. And at any time, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com potential. That's BetterHelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Hey, potential podcast listeners. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. Hello and welcome back hey, oh, to the what? Wait, I thought no, I thought I was going to do this time. I'm Okay. I just you, you, you know cuz we just we, do we, it. All right, ready okay. ready. 1 2 3 Well, hello. hello. Oh, oh, you really want to you really want to do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the Potential Podcast. With me as your host, Taylor Sokol, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Dewar. How are we doing today, Chris? Doing pretty good. It's actually been uh, really nice here in California. We've had a bit of cooler weather this weekend. We've yeah. been having like insanely hot, you know, the summer's coming 
weather of the heat up in the high 80s, 90s, even the other day we hit 100 uh, with the oh, humidity. Wow, yeah. But this whole weekend's been a nice kind of breezy 65, 70, perfect California weather. Pennsylvania's been good over here, and uh, the garden's been going well, just in case you're curious. My, my garden's still... Uh, oh, Samwise. I know, just the green thumb. <laughs> so uh, my tomatoes are spreading like wildfire. So I'm, I'm hoping they grow. We're going we're gonna to see what happens. So uh, I'm pretty pumped about that as keeping busy with all these hobbies. But I'm yeah. excited that summer's, a, summer's afoot. And, uh, you know, this, this is the, uh, a big month coming up because this is my big birthday. So I'm excited about that. That's so lots right. Of celebrations That's happening. Coming up soon, we have Taylor's turning the big 3-0. I know. Good. The old man club on my way. So, so. as I say, <laughs> as I, I joined that club uh, uh, almost two years ago, coming up in August, um, uh, you're going to start waking up and your back just going to hurt. Uh, just gonna be one day your legs just gonna hurt but um it's gonna be exciting and we're gonna do something special for that uh coming soon so (laughs) um but speaking of Um, samwise i wanted to say a cool thing i saw the other day that's uh on our nerdy level here for the podcast yeah is josh gad has been doing this kind of cool thing uh where he's been reuniting a part cast of famous movies and lord of the rings is still to this day one of my favorite movie franchises. I love those trilogy. movies. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool. He did a uh, cast reunion all over Zoom with all the cast of Lord of the Rings. Um, he got all the Fellowship members. He got Andy Serkis. He got Liv Tyler. Um, he got even like Howard Shore, the composer. And it was really cool. And it was just like yeah. fun to like, see them all kind of together and uh, it's a cool thing you can check out on youtube he's also done back to the future and coming up they're going to be and doing, the goonies he did and the goonies, goonies as well and yeah. they're coming up they're doing, they're doing ghostbusters oh, what's really cool awesome. about it i it, hope he continues doing that honestly i think he even. will and what's cool about it is uh it's all to gather donations to feeding america it's a That's great organization fantastic. that is you know it donates food to those who really need it during this time so that no one's making a profit. It's, yeah, it's all no, for it's, good it's all cause. it's all for good yeah. cause. So it's really great because they'll put on they'll put a link of uh, to donate. So you can watch all that on YouTube. I think it's really fun, especially if you're a fan of those movies. So check that out. I think it's a great thing that Josh Gad has been doing during this time. Mm-hmm. It's called Reunited Apart. Reunited Apart. On and during this time, we we did want us to take a moment here here on the podcast yeah. and say we know right now it's a difficult time for our country. Uh, we still have the effects of the pandemic going on, which again, we remind you that that is still definitely a thing. So please take precautions as things are starting to open up. It's not uh, just for yourself, but it's for yeah, for others as well. You don't know who yep. you might be affecting without even knowing it. So uh, continue to wash your hands, be safe, wear your masks when needed to be. And um, we also know that right now uh, there is a, a, a great stand against injustice in this country and against and racism, racism. Yes. and we we honor that and we believe in that and this podcast is for entertainment this is something sure. that you can listen to and just uh, distract yourself have a little fun have a few laughs and um so we, we we just want to take a moment to you know respect those who are standing up for what's right and yeah, to acknowledge that. And we hope that when you do listen to this, you can appreciate that and find humor and continue to be positive no matter what is going on and stand up for what is right. 
And that is mm. the that is the main thing that we think we stand for for every every podcast. Yeah. And I think that we hope we continue that. So we we're thinking about everyone and we hope that you are doing the same as you listen to this. So absolutely. And if you're in need of some laughs and some fun stories, well, today we have a very special episode. Today is a very exciting welcome. episode. It is our first ever guest episode. We have our first guest on the podcast today. And Taylor, it's a very special guest because you know him quite well. Who is our yes. guest today? Well, I'm very excited about this, and thank you, Chris. So our guest today is a fantastic gentleman. I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, a few years ago now uh, during my time on cruise ships, and he was the guest entertainer, uh, comedian, and he has had an extensive career already, and he's continuing to get more and more notice that he deserves because he is <laughs> super superiorly i can't even speak i'm so excited about it he's so talented and such a super intelligent fun guy uh, a impressionist comedian actor a voice artist and most recently you will enjoy him in the fantastic addition to the trilogy of how to train your dragon hidden world today we have the voice of tough nut mr justin ruppel we're very excited to have him here today So we're so excited today we have with us voice actor, actor, comedian, and impressionist, Justin Ruppel. How are we doing, Justin? Thanks for being here. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me, Chris. Appreciate it, Taylor. It's good to, it's good to be here. Yeah, good to have you here, too. Uh, very, we're very excited about having in you. In my here. own house. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and all on our, uh, as we are doing this from different locations, but you got to love the beauty of technology, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, the beauty of technology. Uh, we want to start off with something we are also passionate about is impressions, uh, the art of mimicry. So you at this current date, I think your list of impressions is well over, like how many would you say grand total about like, you have quite a number. Uh, if I'm being honest, instead of using hyperbole and going, mm-hmm. you know, man of a thousand or whatever. Yeah. I, if if I'm being specific, I think uh, my writing team tried to come up with a list, and it was we're always adding a couple that I forgot, but it's like about a 154. It's quite like the, a number yeah. that I can put that I can put a, yeah, you're like, a smiley face yeah. on. Yeah, I'm sure you're, you're you pretty, could uh, pretty solid with. I'm sure you could attempt multiple, multiple. But look, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys who can do a lot more. Or, mm-hmm. or claim or claim they can do a lot more and i that's fine but i'm not going for number i'm trying to get yeah. i want you're going I for want quality it to sound, i want it to sound like it yeah you know i exactly. want it to be as close as i possibly can and mm-hmm. if i if i can't get it within about 75 percent, then i'm not putting it on the list you know yeah. i'll try it. Yeah, i'll try it but you know and that's a that's a great standard to have because i think everyone has had a point where they've seen within a uh, maybe a movie or a TV show or even like stand-up comedy, uh, great impressions, but also impressions that leave you going. That really didn't sound like the, the person they're trying to uh, mimic. So That's I guess I'm going to start- the worst uh, experience you ever had yeah. that where you hear an impression, you know it could be done so much better and you just cringe. You're like, you're like please <sighs> don't, please don't. Um, so what, yeah. uh, was there something when you were younger that inspired you to 
kind of take a liking to that style of art. I think that is a very uh, unique thing that, you know, actors have to play different characters and they can be original or even a recreation of something. But uh, being an impressionist is really looking at that fine detail of how a voice works, uh, what they sound like, their timbre, their pace. So what was it that inspired you when you were younger to maybe get into that? I had a tiny little voice mm-hmm. and I, I sounded very much like my mother, <laughs> like indistinguishable. Like, yeah. hi, hi, <laughs> how's it going? Hi. <laughs> and so I wanted desperately to not sound like that. So anytime someone would come on TV that sounded different than me, I'd say it back to the TV, but also because I wanted to make people laugh. And, you know, it's always funny to see somebody completely transform into another human being. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and the weirder the voice, the better. And, you know, uh, it it gives you, I always looked at comedy kind of like a tool belt you're wearing, like Batman, you know? Yeah. And uh, everybody, you know, really smart people have a tool belt. I, I know mathematics and I know, you know. Uh, scientific law and I know you know all this stuff and 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 comics are like well I've got silly voices you know I've got you know fart sounds and I've got you know (laughs) wise puns and you know good metaphors and so it's like and silly voices just happen to be or not silly but you know just as many characters as I could possibly fit in there happen to be one of the bigger tools on the belt so because yeah it's just trying to make people laugh well, and also the difference is not just doing an impression because some people can do like recreate the line and like, you know, you sound like that character, but becoming that person. And I know from seeing some of your stuff that you just almost embody that person, you become that person and then you can carry on a conversation. Your, a your, your goal is to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and you know, you know this, uh, you guys, uh, when you watch something long enough, it's it's become a part of who you are. Like, I was just saying this the other day. I think Taylor even mentioned this uh, that I I posted on social media that I was watching um, a League of Their Own. Mm. You know, and I have seen that movie so many times, and mm. I've I, maybe up until a, a few months ago, I'd never attempted a Tom Hanks, you know, voice impression. But watching the movie it, over and over and over, I realized, all right, I, I might as well try one, yeah. you know, because he was sitting there and I was watching the movie. And when he gets really excited, he has a distinct sound. It's not yes, as distinct. Does. It's not as distinct when he's just normally talking. So it's not a full breadth impression. Yeah. But, you know, we lost the bet because of you. You know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah, he gets a always kind of high pitched timbre. He kind of gets very well, just, excited. Ah, yeah, it's like, come on, Buzz, come on, guys. You know, yeah, he's yeah, running, yeah. throwing his arms around. So, what did where did that where was the, I guess, then the crossroad of when you realized that you, you obviously took a liking to comedy. When did you kind of feel that you wanted to try out being a uh, stand up? Um, it was my favorite art form. You know, stand up yeah. was stand up was like um, if if uh, if you compare it to you know alcohol or something, uh, uh, movies are like beer, uh, but stand up is like you know 
uh, fine whiskey that's been no it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 moonshine you know like, oh yeah oh, wow <laughs> you you go see it, you go see it at a club and for an hour if they're really good for an hour you're just like oh, i can't it's not. yeah <laughs> but like the best movie you've ever seen like the funniest movie you've ever seen with like i here's the like the five that made me laugh the hardest in my life space balls uhf you know, Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. Those are like, that's boom, easy, top five. Like hardest, doesn't compare to the best stand-up. The best mm-hmm. stand-up is like, you know, tie your veins off straight to the, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so like I tried radio in college. I tried um, uh, acting and, and plays and everything. And that's, that's, you know, that's wine spritzers and stuff like that. But it's not moonshine not that not the good good stuff Mm-mm. were there any uh were there any uh specific comics that you looked up to or kind of uh were more of your favorite uh i guess taste in comedy uh i saw uh richard jenny when i was really young he was on hbo we had an hbo special good catholic boy and uh, then I went a deep dive back on him, and my stepdad showed me Robert Klein, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Pryor. Uh, I found myself Brian Regan when he was like a Love real Brian young Regan. stand-up. Seen him yeah. twice. He's he's great. Oh my god! I was uh, he. I was lucky enough to be on his Netflix show, like just for awesome. a, just just for a day, and to stand there in front of him and basically be like, you know, every time. Every time you do a stupid voice or, or somebody is, you know, playing the stupid person or the dumb person in a role, you automatically, I didn't know I was going to do that. That's yeah. The, that's, every the time. Reagan voice. <laughs> that's the Brian Reagan voice. That's the Brian Reagan voice. And then it gets, yeah, and then it gets yeah. just louder and, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, in, yeah, I remember in, I was introduced to him uh, many, when I was much younger, my, my dad is into comedy as well and he was like there's a comedian i've heard before he's pretty clean which is great for a family to go see him and we went down and saw his show and i've followed him for many years since uh, both see his stand-up uh anything he does with and it was great that he got to do that tv show um and th- yeah it's so cool to get you know work with like an idol like you're you're working in yeah. the same field and you're like oh my gosh brian regan like i i know the whole time i the whole time i was just walking around doing his like little pigeon walk you know he's like he's <laughs> exactly. like hi how you doing bud i'm doing good thanks for asking <laughs> you too you, um, you too you too <laughs> um okay. what was it like to uh, i guess on a similar path uh, meeting brian regan that's really cool uh what was it like on the dana carvey show i mean he's a master impressionist He's been someone that has had a great career in both comedy of creating characters, but he, especially I'd say in the last uh, 10, 15 years where he's kind of stepped away more from doing TV and film. And he really does a lot of standup. And he's, so, he's, he's so underrated. So underrated. Yeah. He does a lot of impressions. So uh, what was that show like? And uh, that experience. It was unreal. Um, I was shooting a movie in south korea <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that <laughs> i know I, I know and i got that call that they're like you're gonna be on with dana carvey and it was dana carvey is you know wayne's world and wayne's world 2 are the best one and two 
of any comedy in history. Like any comedy movie in history, Wayne's World 1 and 2. Wayne's World 2, better than Wayne's World 1. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I, I might have to fight you on that one. I, we were talking about Ace Ventura earlier. We've had this conversation. So Not even close. Ace Ventura 2 <laughs> is not as good as Ace Ventura 1. I, it's not even... That's, that you can, we can, we can debate I would, okay, this. Okay, you disagree, but I'm we saying it's more quotable. We, I'm saying quotable. We, we've already no. had... Way, no way. <laughs> we're gonna have that. We're gonna have even, to throw down for this. Not <laughs> even close. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Loser comes from that. Loser is from the first one. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire dolphin speech, like a glove. Uh, yeah, th- just everything that you're thinking of. It's yeah. coming from the first one. I know, like, but I'm thinking of other ones too. Do I have something in my teeth? That is. Well, not- did you? Did, would you say? Well, would you say when, you, when you're growing up? Did you feel? Um, I guess there's there's a similarity between someone like Mike Myers and Jim Carrey in terms of what their brand of comedy is. Uh, both outlandish characters, but very. I would say Mike was more about the writing and more of like the words and jim is very much known for very big faces and his mm-hmm, physicality mm-hmm. so and, was da- it- and and dana is a combination of the three of the two uh, of them. oh yeah i mean you know like if you're gonna if you're gonna take the two of them i mean dana will dana's impressions are one part of the person's personality completely blown out of proportion just completely just like yeah focused on it on onto a tiny little square and um i think his version of it is for the laughter only just for the Mm -hmm. laughter and for the exaggeration the satire of it and for for that purpose no one better no one better in the history to do it he's probably the funniest impressionist in history if you're talking about most accurate that's a different story, but we're not talking about that because that's not as important. You know, like yeah. you're, the funniest stand-up to do impressions is is Dana Carvey. So when you get to meet him and stand in front of him you know, multiple times, and by the way, he's extremely humble. He didn't want to do a competition show. He was like, "Could mm-hmm. we just give everybody money and yeah, and just like do a show together?" And I'm like, you know. And and everybody kept asking me, are you going to do an impression of Dana Carvey? And I was like, how do you do an impression of Dana Carvey? You know? Hey, Carvey like, does an impression saying, of Dana Carvey. Yeah, do you want me yeah. to do an impression of Garth? Sure. Do you want me to yeah, do an impression, you're doing an impression of, of one of his characters? Yeah, true yeah. 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 yeah, but I can't, that's, and, and what an interesting statement because there's, there's always a, a few people like that who you either do the impression of them and they're the same person in every movie or you can't do an impression of them because they're always doing an impression of somebody else. You know, like the, uh, uh, there's a, Oh shoot. What's his name? Um, Gary Oldman, like do a Mm -hmm. Gary Oldman impression. Like of of what, of what, what, you know, how, how would Yeah. Someone's always asked me, like, do you, do you do a Gary Oldman? I'm like, from, from where? Yeah. You know, like, do you do a, uh, Daniel Day Lewis from what? Yeah, like what? What Daniel Day Lewis compared to, of course, yeah. as as one of Taylor's favorite uh, uh, impressions of all time, he does on almost every episode. Someone like Christopher Walken, who has Same done very 
different, you know, movies, but he's <laughs> same, the same person yeah. in every movie. So, um, that's a good point that you were looking at someone that they are such a master of the craft of impressions that they themselves, they're just a you know, typical guy. They're, they're not, there's nothing, you know, and then they break into a character and they just go off. Uh, most recent example, uh, my parents were watching that uh, the Beatles movie that came out recently um, where everyone forgets the Beatles exist. Uh, right, 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 right. And I was, I was Yester- yesterday, yesterday, great film. And I walked yeah. in and I was seeing that and I instantly went into, well, you know, Joel, they have this thing about Facebook and going into Dana's bit about the Beatles talking about Facebook. And that's so great. And it's like so ridiculous, but it's hilarious. So yeah, but, but that's, that's great. But I, I love your take on this, Justin, because I was talking to Chris about this before. It's interesting. What goes into like, how do you decide how you create a voice? Because I know every impressionist like Dana has the different way they do it. But how do you go about like, this is how I'm going to sound like this person? Like, what's your process for like, just like anyone that you would do? The ones I put into my act are the ones I come across naturally. Like, I just I just want to do them. I want to sound like them. But yeah. then occasionally I'll get a call that I, you know, could you do this one? And I didn't mm. realize I could until they asked me to. You know, like uh, Dwayne Johnson was one I didn't think I could do until they asked me to, you know. And that was, they said, could you do it? And I said, I don't know. We'll find out. And they just sent me a few lines of him laughing. And then a few lines of him saying something like, uh, I remember the line, it was in Fast Five. And it was, uh, hey, Roman, we just blew up his facility. And other than your doctor's icy cold finger, I'd say that's about as close as you're going to (laughs) get. Oh, man. And and so I just kept repeating that line over and over again. I was like, I I sound a little closer to him than I originally thought I did. And... Mm -hmm. And then, then went in afterwards and kind of like photoshopped it, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, he's deeper than me. So I have to like stand up straight. And when I stand I mean, up straight, yeah, he's, it's all he's about the physicality when you say it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, like you can, you can hear this is, I, I crouch and you can see me through this whole interview. Like I injured my back, so I have to keep my back straight. But when I do, everybody, when they stand up straight, their voice gets deeper automatically. And so then you have to remember, like, all right, so this is, uh, he has that kind of barrel sound. And then mm-hmm. he, he, wraps his, he wraps his mouth around every single word he says. So it'd be like, how now, brown cow? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> It yeah. doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, <laughs> you have to, in order to do a good impression, you have to be able to do them whispering and mm-hmm. them medium range and them yelling. And so that's why I only have 154 because I, I can't do, a, I, I can't do everybody in that three tier bracket, especially the higher they get. You, know? you helped me do that. You helped me realize that when we, we met a while back when I was doing Christopher Walken impressions. You really helped me mm-hmm. get better um, because I didn't realize that I was always doing that, you know, like this and the pauses, but it was the whispering that I didn't realize that I never really did. It's like, God, mm-hmm. yes, you know, like mm-hmm. he's <laughs> getting seductive or he's wants to eat you. It's like, you, like you could be like uh, taking out the trash later. 
tomorrow's coach day. You know, and I didn't realize exactly. that. I didn't realize exactly. that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's and that's and that's I never thought about that. It was just like, oh, I'm just gonna try to sound like them, but it's all about the nuances and things like that. And it's a lot well, we into- all we all talk like that. I mean, I think that that's I think the if you're really talking as to bring it back to what Chris first asked and and what you just asked. Taylor's how do I how do I decide what goes into it um if you can identify with somebody it's easier to do their impression if you can be like ah, oh, I know what they're feeling here I kind of like this person or you've heard an interview with them and oh, there's something special about this person then you know it's much easier to do the impression you have to so, like the person wow. that you're impersonating <laughs> uh yeah. yeah and there's a lot of people that I don't impersonate uh anymore mm. you know I yeah. you know that uh there's there's a few that I, I had oh god there's impressions that I have that I'm like yeah I, I'm not doing that one anymore yeah. you know what I mean things, like, things change yeah. things come up mm-hmm. understandable mm-hmm. um well talk, you talked a little bit about uh obviously doing Dwayne Johnson um so I, I know you also did similar work for Spider-Man Homecoming what was that experience like of being brought in to do kind of these uh, voices for like, what specifically did you do for the movie? So, in, so they brought us in to do um, ADR originally in it. And then sometimes in, when you do ADR, you get to be assigned a character. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, guess what? You've got lines now, you know, mm-hmm. now you've got lines. And uh, oh, and for those who interrupt, for those people who don't know what ADR is, oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Audio, for the novices, uh, the podcast land, <laughs> uh, auto dialogue replacement. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, um, I don't want to, well, I guess this is a nerd show, so if, if you yeah. don't know this already, yeah, uh, uh, when you watch a movie and there's a nightclub scene and everybody's dancing, no one's making any noise in that room except the people talking. There's no music, there's no chatter, there's nothing. It's silent. So all that dancing is happening in their own minds. And then afterwards in post, a group of people get together in a very large, very soundproof room and over days and days and days and days, make up fake chatter that is looped and layered so many times that it looks like it matches big party scenes, cafeteria scenes army scenes battle scenes whatever it is and and occasionally in movies um they will give you a role because they didn't have time for an actor to be hired to just read Mm. seven seven lines of dialogue without a face um and occasionally those lines happen to be in a really awesome badass movie like spider-man homecoming and um I think I had like five or six, five or six lines. Hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> He's officially but in the MCU. You're in it, the MCU. It doesn't matter. I'm in the MCU. That's right. right. <laughs> and and because of if we're gonna get really technical, mm-hmm. uh, I was a demon in um, a DC's um, a DC universe TV show. Oh. Uh, tomorrow uh, legends of tomorrow thank you tomorrow legends of tomorrow thank you sorry it's uh, right. it's what is it saturday i don't know um <laughs> and because of that uh i'm technically in 
DC and Marvel universes simultaneously. Nerdum explosion. Yeah. And boom. You know, like you're if, one of you're one of few. You're one of few that not many of them out there. Not many have been both. I bet there's like a list now of like 15, but oh, yeah. like I would be like the final Jeopardy question, like the one who's not on the list, you know, like <laughs> technically, you know. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Uh and then yeah, all, it's it, it's exciting to be like even though it's a small part of a giant franchise, you're still a part of that. Minuscule fraction, but it it just goes to show you that it's uh uh it doesn't matter how small the part is, it I don't no. care. I it's still, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's still there. You're still uh, there, you're in the final cut, you're the yes. one that, you know, your voice is heard from millions it's, of people around the world, and, you know. And if you listen to it, it's me. Like it's it's like, it's me I being know. me. It's it, I I do have, I do sound like a news broadcaster already. I'm trying to fight it. You have I'm a couple roles where you have, you have a couple different things you've done where it's like newscaster for, for. It's <laughs> always newscaster. I, police today said that, you know, yada, 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 blah, blah, whatever. Blah, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> this. Reports are coming in from the scene that things are not good. Back to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, you got it, got it, good. All right. Well, that's the default voice that I have to talk to people on the phone, mm-hmm. and you can tell how relaxed I am with you guys that I don't sound yeah. like that. Otherwise, I'd be like, if this were Howard Stern right now and he's on the other line, I'd be like, well, Howard, it's great to be here. I, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> the weather outside is 72 degrees and uh, wind coming in from the east. So, do do you like those films? Do you like? Did you want to be a bigger part in that movie? No, tell me. Did you want to be a bigger part in that movie? I want to know. Tell me. Tell me. Did you know Spider-Man? Did you, no, you wanted to be Spider-Man, didn't you? Come on, just tell me. Just tell me. No, Howard, I, I, I'm not going to go there, Howard. I'm, I'm just not going to go there. That's uh, great. I have never, I've never done a Howard because I, I was not allowed to listen to him when I was younger. Uh, so He, in my dad's car, you know, he has so many stations programmed on Sirius X, uh, FM, right. whatever it is. It's often a lot of comedy channels because we like to listen to stand-up comedy, but he has like every Howard Stern channel programmed and whatever. So sometimes if I'm driving his car, I'll just be listening to Howard. And yeah. he, he's another voice where you go, uh, he's the same guy. You know, it's like, yeah, right. he's and he, he does his radio show. So of course it's not like he's playing multiple characters, but another voice where you can kind of pick up like on walking. So, Oh yeah, no, I, uh, Adam Carolla was my, was my mm. guy growing up mm. because yeah. he was on the radio at, on late night on uh, on uh, Loveline, and then he, you know, he's just on. He was always on the radio. Yeah. Adam Carolla here, everybody. This is this is great to be here. Look at this. This this is a whole bunch of crap going on. I don't even know why people are here and talking about this right now. He's got that big teeth on. Everyone's got. And uh, we got uh, Bob Bryan. That's uh, good. That's uh, I don't really give a crap about that either. I don't give a crap about it. It's always sounded like that. And so, <laughs> <laughs> always yeah. sounded like he was going over the big teeth. Oh yeah. And, and the funny, yeah. And he, um, he and Norm Macdonald always get compared to each other because they were both deaf on Family Guy. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. First it was Norm. It was Norm. And then I guess, you know, Norm's not always the most reliable person to work mm-hmm. with, apparently. You know, <laughs> he, he doesn't drive. Um, oh. So that makes it difficult. Uh, you have to get him places. And he's Norm McDonald. So, yeah. 
Uh, but Norm is always like, oh, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so Norm talking to Adam would be, oh, hey, Adam. Hey, what's up, Norm? How are you doing? It's uh, good to have you here on the show. That's great. To- oh, it's great to be here on the show. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they totally. <laughs> That's so good. I don't know why people say that they're the same. They're totally different. They're very totally. different. Very different uh, distinctly. Yeah, do you guys have, do you guys, I mean, like how um, was it? Because Chris, I, you said you just did a Howard Stern impression because you listened to it on your dad's stations. What are the ones that you do by default because you just saw so much of it? Like you, you slip into um, it. Uh, well, being a friend with Taylor, obviously Walken's one that comes up, but um, I'm I'm an actor as well, a stage actor, so I do a lot of theater and um, but I'm a huge fan of movies and TV, so I as well I love stand up. I love kind of the idea of uh, the comedy world, and uh, so I, I guess it is that thing where you you watch someone that is kind of the same in every movie or whatever they do, and so those are the ones that are easier, you know. So <laughs> we recently did an episode of our podcast, and we're doing some joke. Uh, um, impressions and and also you kind of uh, for example uh, and, uh, I could have been I could have been on the potential podcast I could have been a, I could have been a host I don't, they didn't ask me I don't know why they didn't ask me to be on the podcast but whatever I'm gonna make you a deal you, you can't refuse you know like brand that's one it's, it's very nice. iconic it's very, that's very good yeah so, that's very good that, I've never that, I've never even attempted it but you can see that when you do it it's as Caliendo says, it's all in that triangle, you know, mm-hmm. here to here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, that, and, and, and then and think you can see, you can see you pulling your eyes down. Oh, yeah. Pull your mouth I gotta, down. I gotta, whereas, of course, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go more to Sean Connery, you know, right. uh, uh, shaking not stirred. Uh, your right eyebrows always, do, yeah, yeah, you gotta, eyebrows. and I think that's a, I, I always love watching, um, we named the dog Indiana, yeah. I love watching <laughs> I love watching the behind the scene videos of voice work because I think people will go see an animated movie and they'll they'll think it's just, you know, someone in a booth and they're just talking, but it's almost bigger and larger than you would if you're live acting because you're giving life to, you know, something like that. And I I I think when I'm watching impressions someone like uh, we used to watch Frank Caliendo a lot. Um the face gets really distorted and you have to go into that big place to, you know, unless it's someone that's supposed to be more reserved, you know, kind of character. And I kind of like that you've talked about impressions being sometimes uh, bigger and bolder than the actual person is in real life. You know, taking well, their- yeah. Yeah. You have to magnify the thing that everybody mm-hmm. knows. And um, also uh, it's like a magic trick. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really when you, when you go into somebody who doesn't look anything like you and all of a sudden you have a completely different talking voice and now you've transformed your voice into somebody else. It is kind of like, a, what? where did he go? Exactly. You know? Yeah. That, that reaction does come out. So uh, you have to transform your face. And like with, a, this is a little deeper than I'm meaning it for the voice thing, but you have to believe it yourself. If that's like 65% of the voice, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, you got to think you're good. You got to think having that confidence. Yeah. Whether or not you are, that's up to the person listening. I mean, I, I, that, that's always funny to me. Like there's, 
all of my impressions are up for interpretation, but there's like six of them that I'm like, you know what? I did it for the guy and I am him in a movie. So I think like, I'm good. Like if, if that guy says I sound enough like him to sign a check by my name to say he is me, then like, let's maybe put that to rest. And still, they'll still be like, "Mm, no, I don't think you sound anything like that person. You're like, well, um, that's, you know, you know who said I do Dwayne Johnson. So, you know, like you can still have the opinion and it, they're completely doesn't right matter. In their opinion. You yeah, had no, the approval you know, of the rock himself. It doesn't, but it still doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> but I can't tell them they're wrong because an opinion by, yeah, it's very essence, especially when it's about art is, mm-hmm. uh, is valid from everybody. So well, that's like a happens. lot of these impressions that a lot of people do. There's always someone who does like, it's a different nuance. Like Christopher Walken, there's so many big celebrities who've done them and things like that. So it's always, and oh, oh, this person does it better than that. But again, it's it depends on the person. But I think it's always up for interpretation. I love I love how every impression it, somebody highlights something completely different about the person. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, when I heard Taylor do his Jeff Bridges impression, he he was <laughs> he was he was doing him shouting right oh yeah and uh i there was a part of the voice that i didn't even pick up on and then when i heard him do that now i added it to my impression but that was the more bassy version of jeff bridges because Mm -hmm. i think jeff bridges is always the dude to me yeah jeff is always uh you know uh down here and uh and uh Whatever, you know, uh, doesn't have uh, a lot of energy ever. And Taylor's is... My, I'm, I'm angry, Bridges. I'm like, just, I yeah. go, Iron Man. Um, I'm like, Tony Stark built this in a cave. The box of scraps. You know, Tony, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Like, or like from, from Tron. Because, man, the data is in the computers. And I got to get in, you know, the program, man. I don't know. Yeah, mine's always very you're adding, huskier. You're, huskier you're, add, yeah. you're adding a man to it because you're you're letting the dude bleed in. Yeah, but he originally didn't let it bleed in. It was but there's there's a huskier sound to it, and I'm making him more uh, like he, he his is authoritative, and mm-hmm. my dude is not authoritative. It's yeah. a, you know lazy stoner. So, um, but it gives you another level, and you're like, oh, that's right, he does do that. He does. He does have that gravel too, you know, uh, not just whiny, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, he does have that too. <laughs> and I love it. You can see your tongue is so uh, very long. We have to get that, the placement yeah. to get that kind of every, yeah, that kind of sound. Yeah. Well, you have to figure out how to make that like, um, but here's the thing. It's like, uh, you guys ever play Minesweeper on uh, Microsoft oh, yeah. computers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when, when you click one open, then like four squares would open yeah. up. And you're like, oh, right. So like when you figure out how to do Jeff Bridges, you know, uh, 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 with that sound right there, then you're like, oh, that's that's one step away from Zoidberg, you know, because mm, yeah. that uh, that Jeff sound is just Zoidberg with just a different the... sound, you know. <laughs> It's just like that. Well, you automatically go there. And, and then if you just take back that off 
mm-hmm. and and take it to Vermont and speed it up, it's Bernie Sanders, you know, because you take that from there and then you uh, back it off <laughs> and you add a little bit more of an emphasis there and you, you, you try to take the same sound though. It's always there. It's always there. Oh, the same sound is always there. Get that little bit of, ah, uh, that kind of, so like you break one, then you break three. Oh, yeah. So, and wow. that's, if, if you spend enough time with me, you're like, well, that sounds like somebody else. Well, yeah, no crap. That's the way it's going to sound. Yeah, they're all, uh, they're, there's a lot of similar voices. And yeah, uh, it's my, it's all, it's all my voice. It's all your voice. <laughs> just, it's, yeah, yeah. It's slightly, uh, yeah, tailoring it to get a certain voice, but there are going to be a, different voices that have, similar qualities yeah. so that yeah. totally makes sense similar, yeah. um we're gonna take a little commercial break and when we come back we're gonna talk about a certain movie about dragons Ooh. so uh yeah <laughs> uh, we have dragons, some dragons so, here all right so uh, uh we'll be back right after this message he's been warming the hearts of america for decades from classic films like forrest gump apollo 13 toy story to more recent films like Sully and The Post. Well, now, America's favorite actor, Tom Hanks, is playing the host. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, Bill, Bill, get off, get off the couch, Bill. Oh, Tom, it's so good to be back here. Oh, I just, like, all these girls are so pretty. You know, Hellcat want to be here, but i tell you, this place is going to be, forget uh, Apollo 13, it's going to need Apollo deep clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Hey, Sly, that's not a toy. That's not a toy, Sly. Hey, Tom, you got to let it go, man. It's just a freaking ball. It's a Wilson ball. Yeah, whatever. You know, Tom, we're, we're hoping to have you in the new National Treasure 3 because, you know, you are a national treasure. Nicholas Cage, I, do, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. You know, Tom, I really love what you got going on here. It's very feng shui, if you know what I mean. I gotta tell you, though, those crab cakes, wow. How do you get them so delicious? I don't have time for this, Jack Nicholson. I don't have time. I don't have time. You know, you know, Tom, I, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, I, oh, 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 I think I knocked over your race. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. Was that expensive? Seth Rogen, we can't have nice things because of you. We can't have nice things because of you. Wow, wow, Tom, lovely decor, love the house, fascinating. Yes, and by the way, uh, great dessert, great dessert. Uh, love the name. Catch me if you flan. <laughs> Yeah, see what I did there? Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! Go, Bloom! Ha <laughs> Leave. Yeah, Tom, cool. Sorry I'm late, man. I got a little bit of traffic, but, uh, ooh, I'm pretty famished. Is that a box of chocolates? Is that the box of chocolates? Good night. I'm just gonna, just gonna have one of this. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm just gonna have one. Travolta, you can't put that in your mouth. Don't put it in your mouth! You know, Tom, I must say, pretty wicked party. I wrote a little ditty for if you want to hear it. I call it The Long and Winding Road to Perdition. Yeah, man, I think you're going to totally dig it. Hey, Paul, no one wants to hear you if the rest of the Beatles aren't here, okay? Hollywood's finest and a host with the most. Tom Hanks in The Host, coming this winter. All right, and we're back. 
That was a nice break. It felt like forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice little break. So, of course, now we want to get into uh, this awesome, awesome thing. So, uh, for those of you who know the movie series of How to Train Your Dragon, there's been three films and there's been numerous little spinoff TV shows and specials. Uh, well, Justin got to be a really cool part of the third and final film, The Hidden World, playing the role yes. of Tough Nut that was previously portrayed by T.J. Miller. So uh, how did that all come to be? How did you get that job? Um, I, like anybody else, um, heard about it from my agent. They made a decision I wasn't a part of. Uh, Mm -hmm. that I have no privy to, so I don't speak Mm -hmm. to it. Um, But I happened to be on a cruise ship at the time uh, when they said, could you help us with this role? And that's where I met your co-host on a cruise ship. (laughs) Yes, we did. Oh, good times there, Mr. Ripple. Yeah, that's right. We bonded. It was fantastic. We were having a sexy party on a cruise (laughs) ship together. That's right. Hey, Brian, look at my tan walk. <laughs> you, you, do you remember the cruise? You, you remember what's going on the cruise? You remember the, bring, remember the coffee? No? Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. 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 Um, and, uh, and I had done um, uh, a TJ Miller impression for years. Um, I had worked with him before. And so I, I, knew, I knew that voice back and forth. And so because of Taylor's uh, swift ability to get me uh, source material to build from, uh, I was able to go in and fill in uh, for the role and do ADR work for him and lay it down. Um, So I'm trying to get as close to the original character as possible. I think I sound Mm -hmm. a little, I think I sound a little deeper, uh, but maybe he just grew up. Yeah, you get older. You know, puberty. Yeah, all, older. It, it is. They all kind of aged as the movies have gone along. But, oh yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they had a beard. I mean, I mean, yeah, Hick, had Hiccup had a beard. And, yeah, Hick, Hiccup had a beard, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, Jay, that was kind of bear shell. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> crazy, right? I had no idea. <laughs> By the way, Jay Baruchel is just uh, my Norm Macdonald as a little higher pitch, a little higher pitch. Huh? He's so Canadian. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is so Canadian. Like, if you ever heard him on an interview, he'd be like, oh, it's great to be here uh, on a boot last night. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and him and Norm are just, oh, and ah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, he's, he's grown up. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my tough nut, yeah, yeah it's just yeah. a little deeper. Yeah. But yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What was it like to, uh, w- overall, were you, you know, when it comes to a, a voice character, um, there have been voice characters that have, had had multiple actors, like such, for example, like Scooby-Doo, Mickey Mouse. There's been yep. plenty of characters where different voice actors have played them over time. This was a very specific sound they were looking for, for, you know, replacing an actor. So what was the kind of direction you were given when it came to the actual recording, these lines? It was, you know, were you... Uh, obviously you're not really given the freedom to kind of make it your own, but what was that with the direction? Or was it kind of like you could, they, they said, look, the lines had to match perfectly. Mm -hmm. The line, I had to say the line perfectly, but I I had to say it to match the animation. 
because mm-hmm. this movie was finished. It was done. Yeah. That was the challenge for you, though, there. Which is that's yeah. crazy. And uh, so as long as, as long as I fit it directly on his mouth, I could give it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not him. Mm. I'm, I, and I wanted it to be him. You know, I personally, personally, I wanted, I wanted to get it as so close that kids couldn't tell the difference, you know, and I didn't get a lot of attention for it. And I didn't want any, cause this is such a great film mm-hmm. that is, I yeah. wanted. Uh, the, the series is so great that let's not attract attention to it. Let's just do this yeah. amazing, uh, amazing piece uh, of art. So they, the direction was get it as close as you can, but, when you can't, you know, don't feel bad that some of you bleeds through, you know, and I bleed through, especially to um, real diehard fans, you know, like. They, them two, yeah, I mean, I, I'm tell. a I'm a diehard fan of the series. I think the films are extremely well done. It's very entertaining. And I remember um, I remember reading that. uh Again, this is kind of the fun small world of now meeting you over this uh, technological uh, Zoom call. <laughs> but um, I remember reading that you were going to take over for this role for the film. And so I think, of course, someone that is into impressions and kind of understands a little bit about that world. I think I was go- going to that film. I remember I went, saw it by myself in New York, really enjoyed it. I think it's a, it's a perfect ending to that series. And I think I remember being really like, yeah, the guy sounded very much like, uh, tough nut that we know from before um maybe could tell slight little things but overall was like no it wasn't like a completely different like oh that sounded uh because i've i've had that experience of seeing uh with with like a scooby-doo or a mickey mouse where you're like mm-hmm. whoa mm-hmm. that sounds how about jim a, henson oh. yeah you know like uh recently yeah. you know kermit it's it's you can to the maybe general population, they would not understand. To those who are really into yeah, the articles, die. Um, you know, you yeah. can tell. And so yeah, I think yeah. you you greatly succeeded in Thank your you. task with that film. Well, I, and, was, I, and I know your voice well enough, so it was funny because I, I was just the whole time, I was like, I know him! And I'm like in the theater by myself, like, this is awkward. <laughs> uh, but I was so excited because I, you know, I knew, uh, knew about this and I knew you, so, but... Going back and watching them again, Chris, you're right. It was it was very it was very well done. Very well done. Well, the 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 character was done so well. Yeah. On all fronts, you know, it, the he he was the most tough nut was probably the most defined character because of Miller's performance in the first two of the sidekick friends. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. he had he had the funniest lines. So I had I had all this source material just doing a straight impression of somebody who was already. Already killed it in the game, and mm-hmm. one you know uh, one of the more um, working voice people, you know, like Patrick Warburton. Oh yeah, and uh, I I had attempt I I got this close on a uh, on a project to match him, and there's there's a ton of people who do him, and I I, I lost to a guy who physically um, looked like him. Not, okay. And and that there's something to be said to that. There's a there's an impressionist who looks a lot like uh, Freddie Mercury, and mm-hmm. he's a singer, and he sings Freddie Mercury songs, and he ended up doing a For lot of Rhapsody, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but his jaw shape, his jaw looks, shape yeah. looks like Freddie, mm-hmm. and it wasn't plastic surgery. He just 
physically looks like the dude, right? And yeah. there's something to that. This, so as best I can do for Patrick Warburton, I'm not going to be as good as somebody who's really 6'2", 6'3". Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 5'11"-ish, you know, like, give or take a half inch above or below, depending on my slouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I'm not, I'm not going to sound as much like it as a guy who's much bigger. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I'll get as close as I possibly can. Uh, love Patrick Kronk. Oh, is, dude, he was Kronk is Kronk. always going to be one of the best animated voice roles of all time. I mean, absolutely, that's that, a great that was, movie. Period. I, but I, that was the uh, that was the role I was. Uh, ah, okay. Ah, uh, man. But it's a, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I don't. I don't remember what the project was. To be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, it was a Croc replacement of some some kind because Patrick mm. is so busy. I'm but sure uh, you know, I had to do the uh, what was it? Uh, two oikers wearing skirts, a basket of hot yeah. air, and uh, <laughs> change a bowl to a gal. Got it. Right. <laughs> I had to do the fast, the fast run, the fast, the chef. Uh, yeah, all the dining. The dining oh wow! Um, and they, yeah, and it's and it's tough. I'll I'll give you this. Like anybody who's thinking about being a voice. Uh, uh, voiceover person mm-hmm. uh, be prepared to have directors not think you're doing it right <laughs> mm-hmm. because like I Patrick Warburton is probably sorry get rid of things Patrick Warburton is probably one of my first impressions that I ever did and mm-hmm. thought I did really well and I still am not in you know didn't get the role you know uh, there's somebody who did it better and they're in the studio going no 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 deeper that mm-hmm. no 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 you're not getting the mm. No, he does more of, you're doing too much of, and I'm like, ah, damn, you know, Dang, like, wow. there's still, there, there's always going to be, you know, little things that you're going to, so I don't, I don't think I'm the best at anything, you know, because that's, that's, that's always, uh, uh um, up for subjective. Up for debate, know, but, but I mean, you got to, you did get this, uh, you know, project, which of course was, you know, and screens everywhere and you know it, i think it's a beautiful movie and then uh exciting that you got to then uh add on for the the homecoming special the the christmas special um and that must have been cool because then really it was like you are now for yeah. all intents and purposes you've taken over the role of that that's now right. you're doing right. original you know yeah. lines for this new yes that was fun yeah. that was fun and that I must be fun say, you know yeah. Yeah, so, they gave me some fun to you know, to do that. That was really nuts because they're you like, know, "Yeah, now this is you now." So I'm like, "Oh, who knows what the future <laughs> of that series will be if they will do more TV shows?" That show. would be wonderful. But yeah. you know, right now they're like, "Justin's our guy for this role." So um, I I doubt that I would know if there. But has there been any? Uh, have you heard anything of any? I mean, I think the movies really did end on there's no place to really reboot that uh, reboot it but. Uh, I, you know there there's always a chance you yeah. know and i would love to be there if they did uh i have heard nothing and mm. even if i did hear something <laughs> i wouldn't say it yeah exactly uh, no but, teases uh, on this podcast yeah. no I, um. <laughs> I but let's let's imagine that uh i'm i i wouldn't know first and, yeah uh, but the, i there's so many great um, movie series out there that have so much they can give. Like you, I would have thought Star Wars had nowhere else to go. Um, yeah. 
And turns out I was uh, wrong. As uh, a they, lot to go. Yeah, they've got a they've got, go. a, they got a they deep got universe. Yeah, yeah they got this things. huge new life on TV came um, out. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, far be it for me to to know. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm just honored to be there. So yeah, what's well, that's pretty cool. And uh, I, I guess another thing that uh, is cool to uh, we'll quickly talk about because I think it's exciting. Um, you did mention earlier that uh, you did get to film this movie in Korea. Uh, uh, <laughs> Battle for Incheon Operation Chromite, the title heard around the world. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, uh, for those who probably have never heard this film, the only exciting thing because you got to do this film and you got to work with Liam Neeson. What was, was that like? <laughs> in this movie, every scene I'm in, Liam is standing next to me. Uh, That's crazy. And That's that so is, cool. it is super bonkers. Like, even going back and watching it now, I'm like, that didn't happen. There's no way that happened. Um, do you do an impression of him? Is he one yeah, of that's your... Yeah, that's how I got the role. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I think I may... I don't know if I've ever told this story on a podcast. It probably has come up maybe sometime in the, in the past. But I was doing... Um, I was doing executive driving mm. for a family uh, in 2000. 15 14 something like that and uh and this south korean family uh uh said they had a fa another family friend who was making a movie with some big american stars and would you like to be part of it i'm like yeah okay i'm a you know i'm a glorified limo driver essentially and they're like no you do all these funny voices and so we pulled up to the ivy in beverly hills Mm -hmm. And the director of the, or the producer of this film uh, comes out and he's like, I hear you do impressions. He's Korean. And uh, he said, let's hear him. So I just start rattling off impressions. I do Al Pacino and he starts laughing and he asked for another one I couldn't do. And then he's like, do you do Liam Neeson? And I said, uh, well, as it turns out, I do. <laughs> I do do an impression of Liam Neeson. And he goes, oh, and he starts filming it. And uh, he's, he's filming it and he's laughing. And I keep, I keep going and he keeps laughing. And uh, three months later, I get a call from uh, a, you know, one of those numbers that looks like a plus four, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. the, the producer. And he's like, you still want to be in a movie? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, then you're, you're it. Your your nice. general your general Haig and I was like I, I'm I'm uh, second lieutenant uh, Alexander Haig who en ends up being a very famous uh, person in American history as uh, Secretary of Defense I believe for uh, President Reagan wow. um, and then we I, I'm next to you know uh, um, Liam Neeson in this movie but every scene I'm standing next to him. And uh, and him and um, John Grice, who is Uncle Rico mm -hmm. from Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> and like you're talking about two of the nicest and funniest human beings on the planet. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, just super giving, and it, it, it. I had a lot of lines that a lot of them got cut um, <laughs> for time, you know, and. Uh, but it was really cool. Did you cool get experience. to do your impression uh, for Liam? 
So I only did it twice um, because when I walked up and everybody's around me and they, they had heard that I do this, he's like, I do the impression. And Liam's like, listen, don't do it because in this movie, I'm playing an American and I, I need to be doing my American accent and you do me with an Irish accent. So please don't. Right. And uh, so I didn't. Um, and then at the end of the filming uh, on close day, he's, I was like, hey, can I do my impression for you? And he's like, sure, <laughs> fine, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, but, and I was like, oh, I, can I get that on tape? And I was like, can you talk? And then I talk and then you talk. And he's like, no. <laughs> 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 and I said, well, what, what can I do? And he goes, uh, I'll move my mouth and then you talk and put my words over my mouth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like, that's, that's what I, <laughs> that's the, that's what I did, but he was super nice. And like, he wanted to hear every other impression I had, just not his. Just not just his. Okay. He, he just did not want to hear his at all. So. Still so cool. What a, what a cool experience. And then, you know, I think again, a great thing when you get to, kind of share something that you uniquely get to do to the actual person. Um, it's just like, you know, you've, you've so nuts, you know, like what a out of almost like out of body experience to be like, I just did Liam Neeson for Liam Neeson. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do now, uh, is we're going to do our, our guest questions. So we, yeah, we've, uh, these, uh, we have not, uh, well, none of this has been rehearsed, but these ones you have no knowledge of prior. Um, yes. Uh, no. So, so we have this is kind of a slightly rapid fire round. Yeah. Uh, these are just questions that we want to ask all our guests. So, as you are the first guest, uh, so don't have to think about them. Just here we go. Uh, right. What's your favorite movie? Swingers. All right. Number two. What's your favorite TV series? Frasier. Uh, number three. What is your favorite video game or video game series? NBA Jam Tournament oh, Edition. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, number four um, could be either or. Uh, what's your favorite style of music or favorite artist or band? Dave Matthews Band is my favorite band. He wakes up in the morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, what's uh, what would be a favorite place you've traveled or visited? Las Vegas, Nevada. Nice. There you go. Uh, on top of that, do you have any a dream vacation? The place that you haven't been to that you'd want to go to still. Australia. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Been there. Been Australia. Nice. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Taylor. Ask the uh, next one is what, ins- uh, yeah. what inspires mm-hmm. you or what inspired you to be where you're at today? Uh, just wanted to make the people I love laugh. Mm. That's it. Uh, number seven. What is, what is the best advice you've ever received? Mm. Um, if you can, mm, mm, boy, that's tough. Um, or a piece of advice that you want to share. Piece of advice. Uh, piece of advice. Yeah. Uh, 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 if the uh, the Jim Carrey line, uh, you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well fail at uh, what you do want. Nice. So I like that. Try and fail. You know, at what you would rather do. 
next one. Uh, on a nerd, what is your nerd level on a scale of one to ten? One being you've seen Star Wars, and ten you speak Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> six. Okay. Right. Five, five, six. Like five, uh, six. I, yeah, yeah, five. You know enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Number nine. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? Uh, uh dazs ice cream with uh, potato chips in it. Oh, yeah. nice. And you made sound like your stomach was growling for you. <laughs> <after you were> saying <laughs> that. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, I don't. That's 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 celebration time. Mm-hmm. That's now, celebration. And this is the last, uh, this is going to be a challenging one based on all your body of work, but just <laughs> give us your best, give us your best impression. Or a, an impression you like. An, an impression, any impression you'd like to do. First of all, Kyle Williams would like to say hi because he has not said hi this entire show. I know this is the craziest thing I have ever done because I look nothing like this person, but I am so inspired. My wife is tired of hearing this impression because I do it every time somebody asks me for a real one. And I have been clean for this entire show, so I'm not gonna say any swear words. I should have brought this one up in the first place if I didn't want to say anything nasty, but that's okay. I find a way. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, that was pretty spot on. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Justin, for being on the podcast today. We really it's a pleasure having. Um, do you have anything you want to? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Uh, anything you want to promote? Uh, you want to give off a, a website yeah. where to follow you? Because I know you have uh, just impressions is a new thing you've been doing. Uh, yeah, in yeah. Quarantine time. If you want to talk about that real quickly. And- yeah, I do a, a show that's available uh, online. It, it streams. Uh, I've got another one coming up, and to find out news about its uh, broadcast time and tickets, uh, just go and follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at the Ruple. That's R U P P L E. That's how you spell that. It's like Ripple with a U, and it's the Ruple because somebody else took Justin Ruple, so don't go mm. there. Don't go there. Go to the Ruple. The Ruple. I am the one. The one and only, like a tigger. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Justin. This has been an absolute pleasure. And uh, congrats. You get the awesome award of first guest on the Potential Podcast. The Yay! award is a air high five. Oh. That's true. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Justin. Thanks a lot for, for doing this, buddy. We really appreciate this. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of high fives now. My Thanks pleasure, so much, guys. Justin. Thanks. Take care. Give me a Seth laugh. Oh, Seth Rogen. Okay. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I mean, that was totally nuts. I mean, like, why would you even do that? I know. Like, seriously, this, you know, I, I, I get excited and I, I sound like I had a like Red Bull. I actually was fine, but you know, who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, buddy. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you, Justin. Take care. Welcome to Dragon Training. We've got a very special guest today. Don't we, Hiccup? Yeah, Hiccup here. uh, Proud member of Burke. And we're very excited here to talk to um, one of the bravest Vikings uh, here is, of course, Tough Nut. And we're going to ask him 10 tough questions. Question number one. What's the toughest part about riding a dragon? Well, I would say finding one is the toughest part. If you can find one that actually lets you ride, that's step one. 
Step two is um, finding something to hold on to. I mean, you could use a harness, but that's only if you're a, a child. <laughs> Question number two, um, what is your favorite uh, workout? like to say staying away from roughnut. I mean, I have to run very far. She smells horrible. Speaking of smells, who smells worse? Buff or belch? Belch, and we all know why. Question number four. Who is the second toughest dragon rider? Hell, after you, of course. Um, Astrid. Definitely not Hiccup. He's a giant wuss-wuss. He's like a little tiny grape who already has a bruise on him. Astrid is, well, she's terrifying. She's not going to hear this, is she? Now, hey, well, uh, that's fair enough, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Astrid, uh, it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, she's great. Um, question number five, what's your favorite pre-battle meal? You know, I, I, I always loved to snack a little bit before. I like a lot of Gorg before battle. If you don't know what Gorg is, don't Google it. I don't recommend it. Question number six. How would you describe your sister? Rough nut. I would not, unless you pay me. And then I would describe her like you describe old cheese. Necessary, but... Ugh. Um, question number seven. What's the craziest thing you've ever done? One time I tried to ride toothless. That didn't work out so well. I almost lost a hand. <laughs> I had to give a leg to try that again. Oh, that was insensitive. Yeah, um, pretty insensitive. And thanks, of course, uh, for reminding me. Yes, I have one leg. It's okay, Hiccup. Welcome to the club. Question number eight. How many spikes should your armor have? At least 16. Question number nine. Uh, what, to you, makes a brave Viking? Courage. Tenacity. And a full, thick beard. Final tough question, Toughnut. What's the best part of living in Burke? Well, it's dragons. But since there are no more dragons there, then it's bacon. <laughs> oh, Toughnut, you definitely love your your bacon. Oh, I can, oh, I can smell it burning right now. Uh, you better go uh, check on that. Well, that concludes today's dragon training. I think it's time for some bacon. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.